It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. It's hour number two! <laughs> Here at Simple Headlines Land, I got Ira across from me, JC rocking the the ones and the twos. <laughs> it's been it's, it's it's been a minute, gang. It has been a minute. I apologize. <laughs> Seminole Headlines Land? <laughs> I kind of went blank. Turned into the big bopper. <laughs> I got nervous when the camera was I kind of went blank. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Oh, oh my, my God. Gosh. Okay, buddy. I didn't know that was going to happen. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, man. It sounded perfect. Headliner questions for the coming. We'll get to them. I feel like we need judges, like a uh, slam dunk contest. That's my favorite one yet. You holding up? You holding up a ten? I'm holding up a ten because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I nailed it, man. He, I'm literally. He got so nervous. I'm right sweating. I'm I'm not, I can't truth. do this anymore. I can't make the hour number two promise. It's not good for me. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, Dr. Birch, I hope, loved it as well. Oh, yeah, I'm that sure was for you. Did. That was for you, Heather. That <laughs> was know. for you. Birch Orthodontics, we always appreciate very much so. I need to run into Dr. Birch here. I think in the next week or so, one of the kids going back. Well, not one of the kids. Clark's going back. We're really progressing nicely. Bryce doesn't just go back to see what's what? No, no, he's good. He's like, I'm out of braces. That's the thing. Kids don't like to go back to the orthodontist once they don't have to. <laughs> once anymore. they don't have to. I feel to like anymore. they're just like, I'm done with this forever. I'm flying the Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of it. But Dr. Birch does a great job. Her staff does a great job. And that's why we heavily recommend and endorse the uh, Birch Orthodontics. Yeah, the reality is someone in your family is going to have teeth like Clark yeah. Cameron at some mm, point. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And you're going to need uh, up. You need some expert work, just like uh, my kids as well. BirchOrthodontics.com is the website, B-U-R-C-H, Orthodontics.com. Conveniently located northeast side of Tallahassee. Uh, Incredible customer service. They do payment plans. They'll work with you on your financing. And they also have free consultations. They do challenging cases, routine cases. They do beautiful work. And uh, you won't leave without a smile. How about that? Mm, well well done. done. You were all you over it. Good that. job. You're ready for your cameo yeah. right there. Just perfect. Uh, Victory Cheese Balls writes, gentlemen, now that the much-needed bye week is over and the team is healed up, will we stay healthy enough for the remainder of the season and into the playoffs? <laughs> well, hell, it's football. Who, who knows? Or do we need to go and perform some sacrificial rituals mm. for extra protection just in case? Hashtag Leviticus for that ass. All right, Victory Cheese Balls. Right. Well done. Well done. Uh, no way of knowing that. It's football. Yeah, yeah. Would you do a sacrifice if you if – No. You, no. You wouldn't – you would sacrifice – you'd sacrifice a bear. No, I, I don't have a problem with bears. You have to bears. sacrifice a human being. I don't want to hurt a bear. I don't, I don't – there's no reason mm. to hurt a bear. So if you if, – if somebody – I guess it could be a head of lettuce. Something living. A head of lettuce? Sure. But not yeah. an animal of any kind. Do you guys not a feel, sentient being, no. For, I, I, a, uh, for, a, for a guaranteed – we're going to – nobody's going to get hurt the rest of the year. Everybody's got different answers for this, right? A Just squirrel? The culture you're How in. about a squirrel? Can we get behind well, – squirrels are dying all the time 7, anyway. 7,000 of them run in front of me every day, right. so I suppose, yes. It was, it's going to happen anyhow, Yeah. so I might as well in order to, to – I mean, you uh, can make it humane. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, sacrifices, they don't – people don't do that much anymore. No, not much anymore. Yeah. 
Moved on since the Aztecs. <laughs> uh, Brandon writes, Keon leads the country with 14 contested targets. I can't decide whether that's a positive or a negative. Do you think it's a byproduct of the way he's being used, or could it just be because he's not getting separation and winning on his routes, making things tougher? You know, it's fascinating. I think it's because they see what an incredible athlete he is every day in practice. And when in doubt, Jordan thinks that a 50-50 ball is going to be won by his guy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. as simple as that, I think. Um, Keon's not a, a 4-2 guy, so there are going to be plenty of guys that can run with him. But Keon is uh, a superior athlete to the vast majority of the people that are covering him, and I think it's an easy fallback. But I also think Jordan um, has had to do that because he has not wanted to engage in other aspects of what makes him special. Yeah, it's 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 – it's a little peculiar, but I think it's a small sample size. I think yeah. it's gonna. I think it's gonna start evening out here as we go forward. Um, I do feel like, again, just kind of going back to the way this month set up and kind of way these matchups have gone. Um, I think. I think we'll see the more diverse offense as it goes forward, and then that'll lead to less contested catches. And that's really going to be exciting because we did see this all camp. We saw how fun this offense can look with all of the various weapons and ways in which they can attack a defense. I want defenses to have to worry about the entirety of the field, which opens things up, obviously. At some point, you have to pick your poison, and the middle of the field, last year when Jordan really began to soar, and it happened in game one against LSU – his pre-snap was spectacular, and he attacked the middle of the field. He really developed, in that sense, as a quarterback. His back foot would hit the ground, and he'd let it go. We're just not seeing that right now. And yeah. the offense looks kind of convoluted. A little, It's frustrating, right? It's, it fits and stops and starts. Yeah, again, though, I think it's just our last – the last taste in our mouth is against the defense they will not see again. No, but they right. pissed us off against BC the week before. Well, they, yeah, that, that second, second half, half they was were, dreadful. But the first five drives, they were great. I, I and understand. Then they, That's they, what I'm saying. Fitz stops yeah. and starts. But I, is, well, that was just, yeah, that, they just stopped. That was crazy. But I just, I don't, I think the offense is more like the one that scored on 17 of 20 drives, not not the one we saw the yeah, last. That's why you want to see it start the last to hum because six, it's quarter, last five quarters has been. Well, yeah. it's got a chance to be awesome. It I has just a want chance it to be, to be awesome. Incredible. It should yeah. be fun. Sir Stuart Wallace writes, are you guys at all worried that we fix, quote-unquote, the ground game against these lesser opponents, make it our identity, and then we find ourselves having to again scramble against the better opposition down the road? No, because I think, listen, I guess it's just a matter of what your expectation is. There will be a matchup out there that doesn't favor Florida State. Uh, but if you go undefeated in the regular season, uh, take my chances, buddy. I'll take my chances that uh, – we're able to get into a game and figure it out if the offense suddenly starts to struggle because that's exactly what they did against Clemson. They figured out a way to win a game where they could not run the ball to save their life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they found a way. That's going to happen again if you get to the playoff. You're going to face somebody who has a good defense. Let's say Georgia gets there. Do you think Florida State's going to be able to run on Georgia? I don't. So Jordan I mean, Travis can. If he – if he's willing you know to run, what I mean? right? Yeah. Because yeah, Auburn, yeah. Auburn could well, run. They, would, on ha- the, they would have to do. That's that. what you'd they, have to do. That's to have what they would have to do. But no, I. And listen, Mike has always wanted to run the ball. It's the basis for his offense. So if they can get yeah, that they're, going, they're yeah. going to do that. And I think that again, yeah. I mean, I just think it's going to look different in these next couple of weeks. We'll see. I, I I just want to table some of these conversations a little bit. Yeah. To see what happens over the next two weeks, then we can kind, of, kind of reevaluate because again, I think like Corey said. Clemson game is a unique situation. Not a lot of teams are going to have a lot of offensive success against that defense, especially there. Um, and then, you know, the BC game was just a bizarre day. Um, up until then, you know, man, they had a – would they score 45 against LSU? Um, yeah. and, and, then and, they, and then 66. They, 66. And, yeah, man, they scored so, 17 of 20 possessions. Let's see another game or so. Yeah.
Yeah, we'll know more. If, they, if after six games they still can't run, we'll be right. like, well, okay, they can't that's run. That's it. Yeah, you that's just it. flip it up. <laughs> yeah. Flip the switch. Do Just pass every every down. Uh, the retail appraiser writes, good afternoon, gents. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's cat have a net worth of $30 million and $97 million respectively. That's all. Timmy writes, besides Johnny and Keon, if Jordan need a jump ball for a touchdown, who would you rather catch it, Brock Bowers or Travis Hunter? Hmm. So say that again. What's the what's the what's the okay? Besides Johnny and Keon, if Jordan needed a jump ball for a touchdown, who would you rather catch it, Brock Bowers or Travis Hunter? Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers has Brock a much Bowers better history. Insane. Brock Bowers is crazy. Brock Bowers' no. catch radius is insane. It's not, and then how about the, the one he just runs, tips to himself? Yeah, he's it's like he's not even open. Yeah, it's, it's not even like they. It wasn't a back shoulder throw. I think my man was just like, I've got to throw it to nineteen here. Yeah, it's third. The game's yeah. on the line. It's in an it's an inaccurate throw. Yeah. that Brock yes, Bowers. Yes, and then he makes yeah. a crazy catch. It, I mean, good. Here's my nice. question: What are we doing, Auburn? It's the only guy on the field you have to yeah. worry about. Yeah. Dude's just running free half the time late in the fourth the quarter. The touchdown is like, like, how is he that open? It felt very much like Travis Kelsey when Kansas City's humming. You're like, yeah. how is Kelsey yeah. open again? Always. Always. It's the one playoff game. He had 10 catches in the first half. What, what, what are we doing here? Gronk was the same way. It's very frustrating if you're rooting against them. Uh, go Knowles writes, any logical explanation for J-Trav seeming refusal to throw the ball between the hashes? Well, I just brought this up. I think some things Clemson. have been taken away. Clemson. And, yeah. Clemson. Um. But I also, I, I I do think that Jordan's been, I mean, I don't know to what degree we're not allowed to, we, we don't know. And so this isn't me beating around the bush. I believe that Jordan has been playing hurt because he hasn't done a lot of things as well as he did them a year ago. And I refuse to believe that with more weapons that he's suddenly not as good a player as he was a year ago. So I think that that injury affected a lot of decisions and a lot of throws. Uh, I did, also, but there's also the the... It's natural, too. I remember when Winky lost Peter Warwick. Um, he actually became a better quarterback there for a while after the after the Dillard's thing mm-hmm. um, because he's just throwing to the open guy. He didn't have to force feed it to number nine. And I just think when you have two receivers that are this good, it is natural to say, I've got to get them the ball. They're always, even if they're not open, they're open. And I think that kind of pervades the way you play quarterback but i also times. think alex atkins talked about it yesterday I mean, it, it part of it is if they look if they're gonna press and play man it's, on those two guys that that's gonna over that's gonna you're gonna have some incompletions it's a less high it's a lower percentage play but if you hit it 10 what did they hit it like 10 or 11 out of 20 something yeah. times well that's still really good I mean, that's that's a lot of times that's as good or better than a lot of seven eight yard passes. Well, but I also think nobody else is going to play Florida State like that. Right? I can't imagine. Maybe Duke does. Maybe Duke says, "I'm going to put our corners on an island." Well, good luck. But the, your corners aren't as good as Clemson's are, um, especially the Wiggins kid, who I guess yeah. is hurt, but he wasn't hurt in that game. Man, that's, the end. I think that's what I want to see is how does Virginia is Virginia Tech going to do what Clemson did? I, I just can't imagine they have that kind of faith in their cornerbacks. I hope play. they try to do it. Right. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think Jordan hopes plays. they try to do it too. But I think that was just such a unique defense that you faced where they were willing to to cover the middle of the field and give you shots deep with your two uh, NFL wide receivers. To Iris' point, let's see these next two games. Yeah. I, I do yeah, think absolutely. some things are going to change here, but not just because the opponent is not as talented as Clemson. Yeah. But also because I think you had this bye week. You had an opportunity to sit down. Mike can go ahead and look in the mirror, but he can also sit down with Jordan Travis and say, Jordan, we're not doing this as well. We need to look at these things. Everybody can kind of fix what ails them during a bye week. Certainly can go a long way in improving it. So I I believe they'll come out looking a little bit more complete on offense. When did the bye week come last year? Was it before the Clemson game? 
between the NC State and Clemson game? I know it came between, it was in during the losing streak. Yeah. But I, I feel like, because their worst two games offensively, by far, of the entire season were Wake Forest here and NC State up there. I think it was Clemson. Back before, to back. Before Clemson, I think it was Then they had a bye week, yeah. and then they ran for over 200 yards the rest of the season every game. So they did figure something out during the bye week, and the offense looked worlds. I know they, they, only, they only scored 28 against Clemson, but I thought they played well in that game, just not situationally well offensively. So I... If they if they utilize this bye week like they utilized the one last year, you're looking for an offense that might be ready to take off. Toby Noel writes, good afternoon, fine gentlemen, not counting Destin Hill. Who is the best true freshman on both sides of the ball? Hmm. Hmm. I think over time, it might be Blake Nicholson, possibly. I think, Blake's got I think Conrad Hussey's going to be in that conversation. Well, I do too. I do too. Um, you can't know with the Quindarius. lineman. You can't know with the lineman. It's got to be yeah. skilled people, right? Because you can't. Nicholson had another uh, uh, in coverage today against a running back down the sideline. Great coverage. Jumped at the right time. Ripped it out of his hands right there in phase. Hakeem's gonna be good. I mean, uh, yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. Hakeem is coming on, man. He made a really tough contested catch against Renardo Green today. Um, just a great catch uh, in one on ones. I, I like where he's coming, man. He's not gonna do much for him this year. But he's getting—he's even getting on the field against Clemson. Well, as a true and, I, I, and I'll throw a caveat out there to to you. I I think if if he can figure it out from a maturity standpoint, Vendravius Jacobs has a chance to be very very good. Yep. Yeah, no, yep. he's super talented. It's, and it's, he's uniquely talented, but you know you got to do everything right. And in the chat, not Jordan, but persistent Jordan in the chat throughout Brock Lynn, and I think he's going to be in that running. I think there's probably six or seven guys that. We don't know what the future is going to hold, but could be in the running for that. Uh, good call good on Brock question. Lynn. Yeah, good question, too. Uh, old school Noel writes, great shows, guys. I'll keep it simple. One, what the heck happened to our running game? And two, Jordan Travis getting hurt early in the season brings up the question again, who's QB2? Is it still Rodemaker? Yes. He seems to have the best grip on the scheme and winning game time. Studs behind him, though. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it has to be uh, Rodemaker. It uh, is. We, there's no doubt right now. Um, it's going to be fascinating. What happens in December? Very fascinating. Well, nothing's going to happen in December. Well, I mean, maybe one of them, but not, I don't think anything happens with Tate until after the spring and see what happens. No, but I mean, like what they do in the portal at that position. What Florida State goes. You think and does. they'll go get somebody? I don't I think don't they'll go. Get, I don't think I don't they'll know. go get a quarterback. All right. I, I think they love Brock Lynn. And it's a matter the, of if Tate can hold off Brock. AJ's not winning the job. And then you've got uh, the freshman coming in for the next class. Yeah, Chrome and yeah. Hawks coming in for the next class. But you've got to wonder is, gonna... if, they don't, if they're not comfortable with Tate, and they might be. Uh, I will see. Well, I, I think there is a chance. Well, it's though. a fun it's conversation. Not a zero, Fans can have the discussion. It's not a 0% chance that they don't. If there's a kid that sees what's going on at Florida State, a very talented quarterback, like a, all the ones in the Pac 12 that have transferred. Um, you know, you don't don't go get the uh, the heart the kid from Virginia that went to NC State. He, was Armstrong, that was, a, that was a letdown. Um, Things but, haven't worked out, have they? No, but uh, uh, how about the kid that's at Pitt? Yeah, yeah, he's and, terrible. And but then hasn't worked out. You got you got Hartman. You got uh, the kid at Washington. Listen, there are plenty of good football yeah, players they, out there. I'm just saying, you if get, one of them gets interested act. in you, if one of them is interested in you, I don't. You, when you, you have a Brocklin and then you have a Cromenhawk coming in, I think it's. That's a tough ask. I know. That's, that's have, why I think it's yeah. going to be fascinating. The only way – I mean, the, the scenario Corey's painting is the only way. If somebody, you know, on the Caleb Miller player, level yeah, yeah, yeah. said, I have to go play with those guys, 
then yeah, you'd think about it. But otherwise, I don't think anything would happen until well, who'd you say? after Caleb, the spring. He, he meant Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Uh, who's Caleb? You I said, oh, Caleb I, I don't know if that's like a former basketball player. That's I don't a, recognize the name. That's a Thomasville small forward. Caleb Mills. <laughs> Caleb Mills. Caleb Mills. Caleb. Yes. <laughs> Talking of great transfers. Yeah. He's at Memphis now. Uh, uh, we'll get the more questions momentarily. Hang in. Some little headlines. 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Warchant TV continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Let's keep it going, boys. We jump over to Facebook. All those were from Twitter. Now we mm, go to Facebook. Go. Brad writes, if on August 1st someone told you the following things would be true to this point, what would you have predicted FSU's record to be at the bye week? Daryl Jackson's ruled ineligible for the season. Mm. Jordan Travis got knocked out of a game. BC would play FSU to a closer result than they played Holy Cross. Winston Wright and Destin Hill have combined for five catches, no scores. Jared Verse has a half a sack, and FSU ranks 74th in rushing offense. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Now, there are other stats that paint a different picture that I could point to, especially advanced stats, as opposed to total offense or total defense, which are antiquated. But, yeah, those other stats are pretty amazing to think I, about. I do think it speaks to, and I think there are some other things you could throw in there as well, but I think it speaks to injuries on the offensive line, Robert Scott and Maurice Smith not playing. I think it speaks to this is a team that hasn't needed things to go great yeah. to be 4-0, including wins against – LSU and at Clemson. Margin I mean, of error, right? It's gotten bigger because they're much better. Much bigger. Right. Yeah, they're much better. bigger. Um, like Georgia hasn't been great. And they were stretches last year they weren't great. I don't like you bringing up Georgia, but if you have the the over overwhelming talent, which you didn't in Clemson, which is why I think that's going to be such a good win as we go further along. Clemson's talented. Yeah, it, and I also think if you put the other hat on, if you're a Clemson fan, you are livid. I mean, you really go back and watch that game. You have to be like, how the hell did we find a way to botch this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're Clemson and I tell you that you're going to completely shut down Florida State's run game and that by the second half of said football game, really all they're going to have is a jump ball offense, yeah. you're going to ask yourself, how is this not a 14 to 17 point game? It's crazy. But screw them. Yeah, and Florida, Florida, State's, Florida State's defense played really, really well in the second half. They did. They and you did. know what? Suck on that, Clemson. And by the way, here you go. Nick writes, hey, guys, the Clemson game was won solely by the defense. They saved our yeah. asses against the Tigers. Shouldn't we be giving Fuller and the D a little bit more credit for that win? I feel like people only like to beat up on Adam Fuller. I like the all-or-nothing Mickey Andrews approach and how aggressive he is at times. He needs to be more aggressive, Nick. I think he will be more aggressive moving forward. It is funny, though, man, because like, what happens on our message boards, I'll read a thread. Like, somebody will bring up something on a thread. They'll say something. I love the way this team does this. And then you'll have 20 re replies where people are like, yeah, Adam Fuller never does this. He never does this. He never does <laughs> It's like, yeah, man, he does all those things. He does all like, those things, I mean, too, yeah. you're, this is – There are fair criticisms right. and completely unfair right. criticisms. Yeah, the, I, fair, the fair is obviously they don't start well. Uh, LSU yeah. had 206 yards in their first three drives. Yeah. Uh, Boston College scored 10 points on its first two drives. No, and we've, so we've all assessed this, and he's talked about it, but so that's true. The, 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 fair, the, the fair praise – the fair praise you can throw at them is, is they do a really good job of finding, writing themselves and taking yeah. con, taking control of the game. And they've yeah. done that in every game they've won. They now, Boston College had got away from them in the fourth quarter, but they still got that stop they needed. They also do a very good job of stopping the traditional run. They absolutely Period. do. They shut They're that down. Wall. That they front have, four does very, very well. Those linebackers have come up and filled. They do I a think very good given job. Up, I think they've given up. Other than the Southern Miss game in the second half, which doesn't count, I think they've given up three runs to running backs over 10 yards all mm -hmm. season. 
the 35-yarder before the half against LSU, which was ridiculous on that draw, and then the one that the the Muffin. Clemson kid had. I mean, they have done an unbelievable job against the run. Yeah, and I think that's what you can hang your hat on moving forward, is that that's the thing that allows all the other stuff to become easier for you. So I, I'm hoping that we start to see that, because when you can shut down it's an good entire element of an yeah. offense, good Lord. Yeah, that's a good baseline. Life gets a with. lot easier, man. You put people behind the chains all day long, you ought to be able to create some turnovers. Uh, Chris writes, yo, meet manager. Uh, sending you love to you guys. Hoping Jordan is healthy so he'll tuck and run a little bit more. Even if he's not 100%, whatever happened to the concept of sliding before the big hit, get down. He tends to take the hit or get out of bounds at best. We just need a threat to be fully effective. I've loved listening to the War Chant outlets. Yay, Sausage, and go Knowles. Mm. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so what I, I like guess to he's... say is, first, what I like to say is touchdown, first down. Get down. Get down. You just came up with that? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I think Jordan last year was really good about sliding. The, the play where he got hurt on this year was just such a bizarre play where he started running out of bounds and ran back arm. inside yeah. and then he and he got slammed down. Yeah, you're like, just go out. I blame the sideline. <laughs> he was go. trying to get the first down. Go I think they didn't want him to stop the clock either because they couldn't trust the defense at that point with a minute and something left against that vaunted Boston College offense. Ben wants to know if when I was working with ESPN, did they share the made-up stat that commentators talking heads would spout to cover the blatant homerism? There's no way that many SEC broadcasters are smart enough to come up with game control on their own. That's pretty funny. Uh, no, what, here's what ESPN, I will tell you this. ESPN does do this. For all of their affiliates, and certainly for anybody that's in the building that's working for them and being flown around the country, uh, their stats and info uh, team is the best in the world. That's ridiculous. And you get, uh, I would get an email each week after the weekend's worth of games, let's say, for example, and it would be, I don't know, uh, the equivalent of, if you printed it out, 10 pages long, mm -hmm. and it would have a stat for every top 25 game, both sides, offense and defense, for the victor, and then it would also have uh, the next game, and, and they would give you the stat matchup. And then from there, any of the players that were considered to be you know, front runners for the Heisman or all Americans, depending on where which conference, they would tell you what they did and what their advanced metrics are against this look or that look. So that none of those guys are walking around as as encyclopedias of yeah. knowledge about every aspect of one's game. They're given that, and so it stands to reason, I would say, that if you work for the SEC network that ESPN built and invested huge amounts of money in, and you're then commentating a game involving an SEC team, you're going to push the SEC mantra. They're going to tell you to do that, or you're not going to work there for very long. Yeah. Uh, all right. Ted writes, hello, gents. It's time for us to hear Corey's hour number two. We did. Got it. Nailed it. I need to hear it all the way up here in Bartlett, Tennessee. If you were listening online, you did. Mm -hmm. Let's get ready for a 3-0 and October. Thanks for all that you guys do. Go Knowles. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate it. And also, if you go to Twitter or X, don't you, you want uh, a four and October this week? How many games? What do we have? Yeah, should be a four yeah. and right? Come on, come on, Ted. Is it Ted? It's Ted. You don't want just a three and October because that means you're losing the wake at the end. You you want yeah. you want all four. The uh, that's correct. That's October twenty eighth. Yeah. But uh, Tom or or Matthew, somebody tweeted out the uh, the clip of the hour number two. So it's just, oh, it's you don't have out. to watch the whole show. Well, we we want you to watch media. the whole show. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, we're on more than just my hour number two. So well, I know that's a big highlight for everyone. <laughs> Fellas, I'm ready to grill up some victory sausage around 7 p.m. after a Virginia Tech blowout, meaning we blow Virginia Tech out. I got you, mm. Nick. 
and Ashley. Uh, if Travis is healthy, do you think we'll finally start to see him keep the ball on some of those read options? Yes. Even at the start of the season, seems like he was wanting to give it to the running back, even though there were times he could have kept and had an easy 20 yards. I believe that's true, too. He, he's had some misreads. It's okay to point that out. Uh, keep up the good work and go Knowles. Yeah, I, I think we will. I think that stands to reason. Marlon writes, good day, gents. After this bye week, how does Coach Norvell get this offense rolling again? Uh, well, again, being healthy would help, and I think that they're finally getting healthy in some key spots. Obviously, the level of competition is yeah. going to diminish a not, little bit, too. Not playing Clemson helps. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think they'll have an opportunity to get it rolling again. That's kind of the problem when you when you don't have a good showing offensively, which nobody will against Clemson this year, and then you have a bye week. Well, that's right. two weeks to talk about. Coming on the heels of a horrible yeah, quarter. Yeah, the BC the game um, at the end. Yeah. They, they, it's, it's a lot. to It's five quarters of bad football from the offense to talk about for two weeks. Three weeks, really. Um, but let's, again... Let's see what they look like against just a normal average defense. But that's also good for teaching. Yes, correct. <clears throat> like I'm sure they had their attention. And you get to do that with a four during the bye week. A, a four, what is it? A ten game winning streak now. Four no record. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about this uh, with the group that assembled over to Hotel Indigo before the players came out. We had Keon Coleman and uh, Trey Benson and Jordan Travis come out and speak last week during the bye week at Hotel Indigo, and uh, there were people there that bought tickets and. Um, it, it was a good, it was a good time, but one of the things that we brought up was that, look, man, when when you when you see the remainder of this schedule, I think it only stands to reason that Florida State is going to have some opportunities to really hum on offense against some of these teams. I yeah. mean, just go look at some of those defenses and what they've given up to teams who have a third of the talent Florida State does. Things are going to look much better. Mm-hmm. Things are going to look good, and they haven't been healthy. So now, if they don't, I mean, we'll have to have that conversation too. I got you, big dog. No, I, my mic picks it up. Get it together, <laughs> I'm Ira. trying to time it over here. Do you need to go get some water? Maybe. We're transparent. I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll get it. It's fine, yeah. We just <laughs> shut you down last week. We let you. We made you get off the screen. Uh, Nathaniel writes, first off, I hope you feel better this week, Ira. <laughs> what timing? I did. What timing? Yeah, and then he <laughs> says, and possibly Jeff, he seemed a little off last Friday, too. <laughs> You Thanks. seemed off on Friday? I was off on Friday. I didn't oh, do a show. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, yeah. I got you, Nathaniel. Looking at box scores, Virginia Tech is running the tread completely off uh, the quarterback here. He gets 20-plus carries every week. Yeah. Schrader from Syracuse also runs a lot. In light of that, what's your defensive game plan these next couple of weeks? Here's the good news, Nathaniel. I'll just stop it right there for a moment. Man, these guys aren't 4-3 guys. They're not the kind of guy that when if they make a linebacker miss, they then go on to run for 37 yards. I think Schrader can be if he gets going. But uh, they're, he's not, they're not Cassianos or Jaden Daniels. Those guys are different types of athletes when they run the ball. They can turn a – like I think – What's weird about Schrader, it's, something's happened to him. Yeah. I watched the entirety yeah, of – did you too. watch the yep, game last yep, week? Yep. All right. My man is not nearly as eager – when you go back a couple of years to him running all over us here, yeah, and he was yeah, a machine, long runs, yeah. and he was running over people, and he was, yeah. he's a big dude. I'm not seeing any of that. Yeah. I see a guy who's like, ooh. Well, he got lit up. Well, he did week. against Purdue. He loved running against Purdue. He ran for well, five touchdowns you or whatever you got guys that can do something yes. about it. Tatum yep. Bethune, to his credit, has yep. leveled every quarterback he's faced so far this year yep. at least once. Now, you got to do that early and often this Saturday as well as when you play Syracuse. And then I think my man will be a little bit – yeah, and I, but, I, but I think the Virginia Tech QB, while he's an effective runner, I think his longest run is like 18 yards. Like he's a 
chain mover. Yeah, he's a big, strong dude. He, but he's not necessarily well, a guy a, that's going to run win. for 57, 57 <clears throat> 58 yards for a touchdown. He also transferred from Baylor, so I just want to interview him just to find out what it was like. <laughs> with Aaron, with uh, what's it, Aranda? That? Yeah. Dave Aranda? Aranda, there you go. Are you okay, buddy? We're you want to go out? Here's wanna... the good news, Ira. Hold your breath for one second. We're going to break. No, I want to do another. Do ask another question while he's gone. <laughs> I mean, goodness. Uh, Sean wants to know: with the amount of experience and talent on the defensive side of the ball, do you feel under the leadership of a great defensive coordinator, we'd be getting more out of them? A Mickey Andrews or a Brent Venables, perhaps? I think our defensive coordinator is average. Your thoughts on that? That's from Sean. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I get it that he's a lot of people wring their hands about Adam Fuller, and I honestly I think the jury is still out. The I, jury is still out. Um, he's neither great or, nor terrible. Right, but he also is a yeah. He's not terrible, and when you look at you look at these games this year, they held LSU as bad as that game the started. Second half to seven. They points? held him to seventeen points until the a minute left against yeah. freshman DBs, third, and that's third, a third great offense. Yeah, and. Boston College, they held to 22 points. Not great, but seven of those points were the were the offense giving them a touchdown, and then they held Clemson to 24 points yeah, in their that, own building. That BC game was not, not – It's not. Let's a, just hope he, those guys were really, really sick, and that's a one-off because that was a terrible – But, but terrible. It's, it's all it, – yes, correct. Well, it was, it was terrible in spurts, which is what the problem. They have not been consistent. That's right. But they had seven straight – or six straight stops in that game too when they took control of the game and went on a 28 nothing run. So they have these moments where they play really well. And some – the BC game at the end, a couple – the kid just made plays, man. That happens. That kid can make plays. Well, things but can spiral have, in any game. I mean, we've seen that throughout the country. Yeah, we've he's watched not, a lot of weird things He's happen. not Kirby Smart, and he's not Brent Venables. Yeah, but there aren't many of those around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Shane just writes – as long as Ira is getting healthy. It's right here in the chat. You I'm, right, here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm good. You're good. All right, You're good. All good. Um, What'd you do out in that hallway? You don't want to know. Projectile, baby. <laughs> yeah, nice. Michael writes, will this fan base ever be happy while we're undefeated? It's a fair question, man. It's a fair question. I it just, is weird how we – again, we've talked about this, how everything was compacted from where like you went from midway through last season thinking – Oh, this is not good. They lost three straight games. Yeah. Just getting eight or nine wins. Then yeah. you win those five, six straight games, and everybody's on top of the world. And then so far now they've beaten LSU and Clemson. They're four and zero, and there's a whole lot of hand wringing going on. Uh, I understand it, but I get it also to be think, like Jeff. And you've done this because you've had you've had great NFL teams to cheer for. Do you think like Eagles fans? <laughs> not many. Do you think Eagles fans? <laughs> but you won a couple Super Bowls That's in your correct. lifetime. Yeah. Do you think Eagles fans right now are like angsty and and wringing their hands about what they're watching? Even though they're undefeated, or do they just? It's the NFL, man. You, you, well, the you, NFL, yeah, the NFL is a different animal, but not by much anymore. It is, it is, it, but not by is. much. Like Georgia, well, Kansas well, City well, just well, barely beat the Jets. Well, and, with, and, right. and with college, you feel like there's so much more on the line every week. That's the that's the yeah, issue. Yeah. That's the problem. Because yeah, in the NFL, you can go ten and seven and go win the right. Super Bowl. Right, and I think starting get, next year, yeah. you can lose three games and get into the playoffs. Right, necessarily. Right, right. Just this year, that's why there's so but much. Also, angst. they know. And let's be honest. I mean, I think in fairness to the to the listeners and to the fans. We talked about this team as a possible national championship team, and they still may be. But I think that we ushered in a set of expectations, and I think rightfully so. We were giving our honest opinion. We weren't trying to mislead anybody. Right. For the, we weren't doing it for clicks. But I do think this team can play a lot better. Yeah. And so it's on the one hand, you're like, okay, they did what they had to do. That's awesome. They've won 10 straight games. They're 4-0. And as I've said repeatedly, they are in position now to take care of their own destiny, which is awesome. Yeah. 
But they've got to play better in order to do that, and it's fair to point out those deficiencies just because you want them to be great because it's in them. It's I just, think it's in them. No, I got you. It's just funny, though, because, like, so after the game, I t- you know, guys, I went and watched the LSU post game the other night. Oh, Ooh, that's <laughs> weird. What a stunner. <laughs> He's got issues. Uh, he does. He absolutely has issues. This is issues. a sign of a serial killer. <laughs> Do you scroll their message boards too? No, this is just like, uh, tweak it, them. With it, the, like, I was just curious to what our buddy Moscato and those go, guys were uh, how they were feeling after that loss. How were they and, feeling? Not good at all. No. And they were struggling. And I was just sitting there watching them like in their misery and thinking to myself, you know, like what are they thinking now if they listen to an FSU show? We're like we're sitting here talking about what's gone wrong and mm. all the problems. It's like they're in the pit of misery. Well, yeah. their defense is something to behold. I or mean, even the Florida, is... the Florida show, or a Florida, right. a Florida press conference. Uh, yeah, their yeah, expectations Florida, weren't as yeah, high. I was going to say their expectations but, were But I, I do think that, that you know it does happen. I, I think we we still are in this this paradigm of where we think it's what it was ten years ago or twenty years ago, where the great teams win comfortably every week until they play another great team, and then it's anybody's game. And you just Again, you look at everybody but yeah. Michigan. They've all these are all fair points. I just think it's it, they're two different things, though, Corey. I believe. I think you're right about that. I think yeah. that any well, game you're watching I, a game. I don't think we're even arguing. I think it's no, more about arguing. as a arguing. fan base or as the media entity. How do you approach this? Do you do you appreciate okay. the win, right? Or do you or do you lament that you're not playing well? It's a what, balancing act. What dominates more? Act. What dominates more? I, I know this that there are days when I go back and listen and I think. Oh man, I think I was overly critical. I think you go I, I, and I, listen to your shows. Yeah, once in a while, just to make sure I'm not screwing oh, things self-scouting up. Self scouting, Cameron yeah. over you here. Go back I like him. During the bye week, yeah, bye week. But I'll go back. I'll go back because sometimes I've been doing it long enough now that I have a feeling. Like, well, you may want to be like, oh, how did that? And then you want to go yeah, back and you just, want to see how it sounds. Right, right. Or I'll get in the car and I'll be like. Uh, I think you kind of came across as absolutely thinking this team sucks today. Is that how it sounded yeah. to, you know, and so I'll go back and yeah. listen and then I'll be like, Oh, sometimes I'll be like, no, no, that was fair. Other times I'm like, yeah, you never said one positive thing about this. Other times I'll go, well, we are just singing their praises here for an hour straight and they can't do this, 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 and this. And I owe it to people. We all do to try to assess it honestly, but it's hard. Yeah. It's a weird balancing act. I went back and watched my Aslan rant last week to see if I was over the top. Oh, about think, and you absolutely were over the I top. Was not at all. You not were, at all. It was pretty over the much, top. pretty much nailed. Well, he it. was over the top. It was crazy over the top. It was not crazy. No, ju- no, <laughs> not, not your, off. not your, not your uh, argument. Not your, just how mad you got. Even no, reliving it. Feeling well was over. That's what. He that's why I didn't push back. Well, my man was barely able to breathe. I told alone. Aslan my biggest pushback. <laughs> here we go again. My yeah. biggest pushback was I would have said I don't care that we need wireless. Stand at the pump for another 90 oh, seconds man. and fill up the gas tank. All right. That's all. Whatever. That's all. See, so you're mad again. You're over the top. Gentlemen, solve the following equation. Strength of schedule plus game control plus question mark equals ranking. <laughs> yeah. Control. That's it, from Colby. It, luckily, game control, I think – well, we'll see, right? We'll see if Florida State's actually being mentioned in the playoff committee's eyes because that's it's been nine years since they've had to mention Florida State, really. Let's see if they bring back game control now that Florida State uh, is relevant again. But that's another month. we got to wait another month for that. Jordan writes, this is kind of an off-season question, but I'm currently in the middle of a debate with a friend about who was a better player at FSU, Dalvin Cook or Peter Warwick? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That is a good one, buddy. I would say, ooh, I don't, man, that's, ooh, that's. that is, that's the best debate of all time. That's, that's really hard because Dalvin, by the man. way, who knows when he would have ever played if Mario Pinder doesn't sprain his ankle. Against Syracuse. Um, but, uh, 
man, Peter Warwick was incredible, but a he also but he was also surrounded by so much more incredible than that it turned correct. out. Dalvin's quarterbacks his last two years were Francois and Smag and uh Golson. Like he didn't have a lot in the receivers. I have you besmirch Smag. I know. I, I apologize. Smag one and zero against. No, that's not true. One and one against Clemson. And not much of an offensive line either. That's what I was going to say. The offensive line was bad. There weren't good receivers to take a lot. Of, like Rudolph was okay. Corey, where you're going is the right place to go. I think it's Dalvin. And I think it's an absolute travesty that dude never got to New York City. It makes no sense. Well, how could you watch what he did against Clemson every year, a great Clemson defense every year, and be like, "Yep, <clears> I'm going to vote for." Any, I got Jordan Lynch. I don't know if Jordan Lynch he was, was one of the he five. He wasn't one of the But somebody, <laughs> for, for, against Dalvin, there were plenty think. of people in New York that did not belong, and it's crazy they got uh, they Yeah, got no, no, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook is uh, an all-time great Seminole. He is elite as they get. And well, it, guys, they take character into, into consideration. Oh, That's why Johnny Manziel got to go. <laughs> I see. That's right. He got to go every year <laughs> he was eligible. That's right. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. I like this question. Levi writes, do you think the pressure put on this team to have a special season has them playing slightly hesitant? Seems like when their back is against the wall, they lean into their talent and instinct, and that's when they play to their potential. Good question, Levi. I don't think that's a reason, but it's an interesting theory. On defense, they do. On offense, again, they they did not do well when their backs were against the wall, um, necessarily. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's such a different – as Jimbo used to say, each team has a one-year life expectancy. Mm. This team does have a different, obviously, makeup and psyche than last year's team. Yeah, and I think think there's a question about this. I don't know if we're going to address it or not. I saw it in my feed. But, like, the idea that you did have so many new pieces – to this team like it's not it's an experienced team it's a veteran team but it's not all guys that played together before and so I think there's that identity that you're kind of searching for maybe harder to kind of come by because you know you are mixing and matching some pieces from different teams at a lot of different positions that's fair uh one part of the offense we haven't done as much of this year or haven't gotten as much from this year is the throwback screen to the tight end. After watching Biscuit and McDonald get run down too much last year, I want to see Bell run that. Well, they had the touchdown throwback to him against LSU, mm. uh, which was a beautiful play. Yeah. And I think they've called it several more times. And How crazy is it, by the way? I was just thinking about this uh, last night. The first play of overtime against Clemson, which is the biggest series of the year, maybe. It, turn, it certainly and at that point. And the ball to Jaheim Bell with Trey Benson leading. Jaheim Bell gets a carry. Yeah, it shows the desperation to get something going in the running game. They were they that's, were trying anything. But that's that. that it, yeah, they had Trey Benson lead. That's bizarre. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, good thing they they had the one on one shot. <laughs> yeah. Good thing Battles End is around. Yeah. And Keon's out there. Nate writes, "Hey fellas in Sweet Pea, if we beat Virginia Tech by thirty, how many more ranking spots do we fall?" Yeah, huh. they'll be out of the top ten. <laughs> uh, Peter writes, "What up, guys? You guys are seriously the best. Do you think Coach is playing the long game with our soft D in that first half? Can these kids push themselves 150 percent from snap one with aggressive D for the remainder of the season? Let it rip, Mike." Yeah, nobody likes soft D. Hey now, Tyler writes, "Gentlemen, with the path forward of the playoffs looking like an undefeated season, how worried are you all about road games with Pitt and Wake?" Wake uh, less worried than I was uh, before right. the season against Pitt. I can tell you that. Wake absolutely. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, you look, man. They played two road games. They won one in overtime and one by two points against a horrible team. So 
They have not proven yet that they can go out on I'm the road and dominate. About Pitt. Well, sure, not now, but it might third quarter if it's 17-17, you might be. I'm, I'm not worried about them right now either, but we'll see. Um, my my worry factor though for Pitt has lessened by seventy percent. Yeah, I was going to say what number are you putting on yeah. that one? Uh, but they Walter, might figure it out. Maybe Jerkovic gets it going. Burke writes: Is it time for let's get nuts aggressive kind of defense? Force other teams to speed up possessions one way or the other. I've been calling for it all year. I hope they do it. I, I would think like it's a the best couple, way to play. A couple three and outs would be nice. Look again, the defense overall is at giving up twenty something low twenties per game. They've been they've been okay. Right, but they've been good. At, if you have an elite offense, they are plenty no, good. Like well, USC yeah. would kill for this. If USC had this defense, USC would be number one in the country. The ACC's funeral procession rides. Good day, fellas. We have a lot of new starters slash contributors. Here's your question. Yeah. Along with, so you answered it. Uh, dad guy, Willie Napier was on Dabo's staff until 2011. Almost got Dabo fired. Now Napier is at UF, about to get himself as an, an analyst position with Nick Saban. Yeah. That being said, who would be more of a danger to us if UF hired them? Deion Sanders, Elko, or Ken Dorsey? Where's Ken Dorsey? Well, he's the offensive coordinator in the NFL for um, – oh, their offense is humming. What the hell is wrong with me? Sorry. I'll Detroit? Think, uh, no. The Falcons? Who's Ken Dorsey with? It doesn't matter. We're going to tell you in about two uh, seconds. I, I think... just got done watching this. He's doing a great job. The thing about Deion is clearly, clearly – uh, oh, hell, he's the offensive coordinator for Buffalo. Okay. Oh, yeah, they're good. Yeah. But are they also, I mean, yeah, I know is that Dorsey players. or is yeah, that yeah, the yeah, yeah. talent? Um, Dion would bring, uh, the, would load the roster. What I wonder about Dion is the coaching staff he hires, but I think at Florida you probably have more money to go hire really good I assistants. would also say this. We're in year one Charles of the Kelly grand experiment. There are rumors of massive changes to the transfer portal rules. Yes, correct. Uh, that would be a disastrous well, hire if you brought a guy in who couldn't then utilize the portal to radically yeah. shift his, alt, his, his roster. Yeah, this was a... This was a post-COVID world situation where they created a situation where you could replace your f- entire roster. That wouldn't be in existence. Even if they don't make changes, this window, this two-year thing is supposed to be over uh, next year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this about Deion. He's, he has a couple of things I was questioning in terms of how he would handle. I think he's handled really well. One of the big ones was how he handled the media when he lost. And if he got, you know, and if he got embarrassed, the way they got embarrassed by Oregon – I think he's handled that really well. He's also, been very good in those uh, post-game a, press conferences. It's a good sign that, man, They I thought they were going to lose by 55 points the yeah, way that game they played was going. Well I thought the they were going to lose 65-7. to seven. The most I thought, impressive they, thing I thought that, they'd given up, and they really fought, and they made yeah. that a real game. The most impressive thing that Colorado's done this year is the second half against USC. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was a great that, really, showing. Nothing, nothing – yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, I will say this. I was listening to Peter King, and he was talking about would Dion ever be an NFL coach, and the thought is that Jerry Jones wants to bring him into Dallas if they fail this year or whatever it might be. And then they were saying, well, no, he, he wouldn't do that because he wants to see it through in Colorado. I laughed at the idea that he wants to see <laughs> yeah. it through. He's got, that's, all the, that's he's got re- his uh, roots down in Boulder. Yeah, and then secondly, he was like, well, you know, in college football anymore, you can just completely change your roster every year. That, that, that was, again, this is a that's short window. Change, I, I think that's yeah. changing. I don't think you can do that. The uh, the other, as far as Elko, he I mean he'd be good. I mean he's obviously done a good job at Duke. The Very problem is yeah. the you know again I think it's kind of going back to this whole thing with Napier is he wants to be this like defensive run first guy and like even if he's successful as that is that what Florida fans really want you know and it kind of would get back to the same thing with Florida State like Florida State wants to be good on offense too like they want to win but they also want to be really good that was kind of always my feeling with Jimbo was Jimbo was happy winning 16 to 13 and I felt like I mean winning was great but once you weren't winning at a high high level 
and you're just kind of getting by and grinding out these wins, it's not even that fun. No, you don't want to be Iowa. You don't want yeah. to be Iowa that grinds out. So I, so I don't know that Elko makes a whole lot of sense. Muschamp didn't make sense. Uh, Elko will go take that Michigan State job and do really well. Maybe. Perfect climate. By the way, guys, the reviews are in. Uh, Stephanie said that's the hottest hour number two that's mm. ever been. Okay. Well, that's an unbiased that observer. And that was done without a spray tan. Imagine, right. Imagine if you had done that with I a know. spray tan. I know. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Uh, any of you boys take a gander at UF's schedule next year? Take a look and tell me if you think they keep old Billy around so they can ride it out with him just to fire him at the end of that year. Aslan was saying, like, they play, they have to play Texas and Oklahoma, It's maybe? crazy. Yeah, they finally have a – yes, it's a real schedule. And they're, they're out of conference is Miami – Florida State, and somebody else that's pretty good. See, I wish ESPN would stop doing this nonsense. If you pull up Florida's schedule on ESPN's site, you know, they don't give you the option to look up 2024, yeah. whereas you could do it on any other site. They'll let you quickly pull that up. You got it up? No. Nope. No, we Ask do on screen. Ask another question. We got another screen. Oh. Let's look at it. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see nothing Matthew's on the screen. putting it up right now. It's right there. Oh, there it is. Next year, they have Miami, Sanford, UCF, Georgia, Florida State, Kentucky, who they just got drugged by LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Texas. Ooh. Yeah. The, so salty. they do they have to go at Texas. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 That's going to be tough. Honestly, like throw that back up. Imagine now Florida State's in the SEC like we've talked about and your schedule go to the top, Matthew. Your schedule reads Florida State versus uh Miami, UCF, Georgia, Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Texas, and Mississippi State. Hey, man, that's a that is a that's a rugged one. It is. It is. but hey, it's a twelve-team playoff. Just you you can't you don't have to win them all. Just and win most of them. That is true. Is pre-snap motion legal in college football like the pros? Yes. Could we use some of it with Hill or Toa Feely, please? Yeah. Uh, Norvell's getting uh, there. The, the denies are out. Are out, denies are out buddy. There was a thread about that on our message boards also about the lack of motion at Clemson. I mean, I think you probably. You want to scale down some of that because you're on the road in a really difficult place to hear cadences and all that. You're not going to be doing a lot of um, things that could lead to false starts is all I'm saying. Uh, I will tell you this. Um, I, I do think Florida State's offense, for everybody out there, it's going to look a lot better starting this week. Right. Mm. And then we'll reassess this situation two to three weeks. We'll still be critical if they're having a hard time winning first down, which is I was critical of even after the LSU game. But we will also have a little bit – Larger sample Better size. Better sample size with a more yeah. normal circumstances. A broader, yeah. a broader right. uh, group of defenses right. that you've gone against. Yeah. All right, Ira, go get some fluids in you, buddy. Please. And Corey, be good. And uh, go get your spray tan on. I'm getting that tonight. There How did you know a, that? I I'm just getting guessed. Tonight. I right. knew you couldn't wait to do it. You were like a kid. Shirtless yeah, pick coming there. to you about that's 8 o'clock. <laughs> that's his reward. Yeah, that's my reward. Stephanie said you did a good hour number two. Yep, you get your I spray get my tan. spray tan. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you real soon. Peace.